So I've been thinking a lot about all of these artificial crises that we seem to have seen ever since Sleepy Joe got installed in the White House. We got an energy shortage. We got a systematic racism. We got systematic homophobia. We got a war brewing in Russia. He's been poking that bear for ever since he's been in office. We've got childhood sudden onset transgenderism. We have insurrectionist MAGA Republicans, food shortages, fentanyl, illegal border crossings, and, of course, people apparently are being disfranchised and not allowed to vote. I don't understand where that's happening. So, throughout history, we can find examples of tyrannical dictators killing their own citizens through starvation executions and using the military and government agencies to carry out genocide. They also create a lot of art, they created a lot of artificial crises to justify cracking down on the population. These atrocities were carried out for the purpose of securing their own self-interests. Let me give you a few examples. Kim Il-sung was the communist leader of North Korea from 1948 to 1994. He started the process of brainwashing the people of North Korea into an us-against-the-world mentality, and he used enforced disappearances and deadly prison camps to do it. He also established the Songbun system, which is still in place, by the way. This divided people into core, wavering, or hostile, depending on their political beliefs. Well, that sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? A person's songbun status dictated everything about their lives, including access to education, employment, housing, and food. We have another one here. Idi Amin Dada. He was a Ugandan military leader from 1971 to 1979. He was also known as the Butcher of Uganda. He became president following a military coup, which was precipitated by him being accused of embezzlement. His role was characterized by the slaughter of groups that did not support him. This started with... Akali and Lang ethnic groups in 1972, and then moved on to other ethnic groups, religious leaders, journalists, artists, judges, lawyers, students, and anyone that he saw as a threat to his power. It's estimated he was responsible for the slaughter of 300 to 500,000 people, his own citizens, by the way. Then we have Leonid Ilyich Brezhnev. From so- he was the Soviet head of state, Soviet Union. He was in power from 1964 until 1982. He put influential figures that opposed the regime on public trial. Oh, does that sound familiar? And by the 1970s, he had imprisoned around no, 10,000 political and religious opponents. Many were placed in mental health asylums where they underwent unneeded operations. He also introduced a foreign policy that stated that any threat to the socialist rule of any state in the Soviet bloc was a threat to everyone. Then we have a guy that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. Pol Pot was the leader of the Keimer Keimer Republic or the Keimer Rouge. 
from 1963 until 1979, which took over control of Cambodia from 1975. He seeked to create an agrarian socialist society. He forcibly relocated urban populations to rural collective farms and killed enemies of the regime, including Buddhist monks and ethnic minorities. Mass executions and malnutrition led to the deaths of around 2 million people, a quarter of Cambodia's population during his rule. Now, the reason I pointed out a few examples of tyrants from the past is to show how political leaders throughout history have acted in their own self-interest, regardless of whether it resulted in the deaths of those that were under their leadership. Today, we have the agendas of people like Klaus Schwab, which founded the WEF, which is the World Economic Forum. He adopted the concept of the Fourth Industrial Revolution as the time for unifying the world, governments, and corporations. He stated, The world has to overcome the damage done to our economies and society by COVID-19. It also has to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. Now, first of all, these problems didn't occur from COVID-19. These problems occurred because of overzealous, power-hungry heads of state, governors, mayors. They're the ones that did the damage. Rabbi Yosef Berger, the rabbi of King David's tomb on Mount Zion, noted that it was not by chance that Schwab adopted the concept of the Fourth Industrial Revolution for the time of unifying the world governments and corporations. The rabbi cited the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel 7, verse 23, it states, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. So like so many tyrants before him that want to rule for their own glory and from his own glory, Schwab understands that Daniel was a great prophet, and Klaus Schwab wants to pervert the words of Daniel for his own purpose. It's been said that we become accomplices to those evils that we fail to oppose. I've been talking about this for a couple of years, and I've had a number of people get upset with me about uh, my, my stand on refusing to comply. I personally don't. I think we all have to be strong. And I, and I think if people are rolling over to mandates and and experimental jabs and masks and all this other nonsense. And they, they can't stand up to that and they can't say no to that. I mean, what are they going to do to what comes next? I've been saying that all along. Eventually we'll be judged for failing to exercise noncompliance. Sometimes the best method to ascertain the reality of any situation is to not look at what you're being given to view, but instead look behind the shyster trying to deceive you at what's taking place other than their oratorical diatribe. While they are talking passionately about some future apocalypse, their minions are mixing the cyanide-laced barrel of Kool-Aid behind them. 
Am I the only one who wonders why there seems to be no longer any war correspondence? You know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, I remember, you know, at the time I didn't understand what it was. They were always talking about Vietnam all the time. And it's like, what is, I, I didn't know what it was. But I heard them talking about it on the TV all the time. And you had these news reporters out there in the trenches with the soldiers while the bullets were flying. And they were out there reporting what was going on on the ground. We don't see that anymore. Even as far back as the Civil War, newspapers sent out reporters to write about what was happening on the battlefield. Every war and major event worldwide of the 20th century had reporters on the ground who were reporting what was transpiring. Now, sometimes they were lying about what was going on. We know that now, but at least they were out there. How many times in recent history have you, while watching our so-called news, seen a report from a reporter in Ukraine? You haven't. They now rely on the Ukrainian government to give us the story. This is like allowing Timothy McVeigh to report on the Oklahoma City bombing of the Murray Federal Building for us. Please forgive me, but believing the crap we're being fed today is poisonous and will bring about our ruination. How many of you have heard about the millions of Europeans who are protesting in the streets of all European countries? They're screaming things like liberty while marching. Their lives are even worse than ours right now. And they're being made to suffer, maybe unto death, through starvation and freezing. To stave off an exaggerated and maybe false future apocalypse that despots are calling climate change. In a country where every year we see about 60,000 cases of RSV, we will, if the trend continues, see millions of cases. Not just in kids and older people, but in supposedly healthy people as well. One hospital in North Carolina reported 500 cases of RSV in the month of August 2022 alone. RSV, which stands for Respiratory Sensitivity, syncytial virus, also called human respiratory syncytical virus and human orthopneumovirus, is a common contagious virus that causes infections of the respiratory tract. It is a negative sense single-stranded RNA virus most prevalent in people with depressed immune systems, namely children and older people. Now, Depressed immune systems. Now, what have I talked about recently? And it's out there. The information's out there if you want to find it. This so-called COVID vaccine suppresses your immune system. It damages your immune system. What we are going to see going forward, and we're already seeing this, is a rise in cases of all types of diseases. We're going to see recurring cancer, which was thought to be in remission, becoming active again, and then growing at an, ex- at an, ex- at an accelerated rate and killing people. We're seeing all of this stuff going on. The news services are so busy telling you what politicians will be doing to save you that they can't be bothered with this story, among others. And like I just mentioned, cases of cancer in people below 50 years old are skyrocketing this year. It's easy information to get if people would stop watching Lie After Lockup and Learn to Read. 
The so-called news is not reporting this, so you have to go get the news on your own. You have to do a little bit of digging. You have to do a little bit of research. It's not so simple as just sitting down and watching the evening news like we used to do back in the old days, and who knows, they maybe weren't telling us the truth back then either. But there is so much information available to you now with the Internet and just independent people doing their own reporting and sharing information. It's out there. We've got doctors out there, thousands of them, all over the world that are out there speaking out. Now, the mainstream news won't listen to them. They won't put them on because, and like other things I've talked about, like these big corporations and these big money managers, they're controlling these major news outlets. They're not going to let them put somebody like this on that could potentially hurt the sales of their vaccines. The news won't tell you this, but Boston University claims to have developed a lethal COVID strain with an 80% kill rate. Now, I did a little bit of reading on this. They're trying to pass this off as, all well, it was an 80% kill rate on a certain type of mouse that they were using for experimenting on. And not quite as close to the human genome as other mice. <laughs> Do we really believe anything anybody's telling us anymore? Are, are you listening to how awful this is? An 80% kill rate? We should all be terrified about this if this was to get released on the world. That would be a real pandemic of epic proportions. I'd just like to ask these half-witted geniuses that did this, why did they do this? I, I, was remember, I remember a movie I, I watched years ago where these scientists created this, this whole new artificial life form that was highly dangerous. And somebody asked this scientist, one of the scientists involved in doing this, like, why did you do this? And this is the way a lot of scientists think. And this scientist answered to him and said, um, because we could. When we hear these elitists talk about climate and population control, this is what they're using to justify everything they're doing. As you listen to your doctors tell you they don't know what's wrong with you this year, we're hearing that a lot. Mysterious cases. Well, gosh, I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening to you. Of course, it has nothing to do with those, with the, the double vax and the triple, the triple boosters you had. It has nothing to do with that. You might want to consider looking for answers outside of the normal pipeline, like I'm always telling you all the time. You'll find many people experiencing the same explainable symptoms as yourself if you're willing to search by reading for yourself. There again, the information's out there, but you've got to dig for it. You're not going to see it on the evening news. Do you know what else you'll find? There are some real doctors that know what's going on, and they're willing to put their careers on the line and tell you the truth. They're out there. Dr. Simone Gold, the frontline doctors. That's a large group of doctors, you know, by the way. It's not just Dr. Simone Gold. A lot of people are trashing her all the time as a conspiracy theorist. There's thousands of doctors in her group. She's just a spokesperson. 
I suspect there are efforts underway by those that are bent on the reduction of the world population by way of engineered bioweapons, abortion, sterilization through gender-affirming care of our children, and the destruction of the family unit to destroy an entire generation. You know, you look at some of those tyrants from the past, what they did, I think what they are doing now, what these tyrants of the past did will just pale in comparison. What we're seeing is like a firefighter assessing a house fire and deciding if the structure can even be saved. I begin to think to myself some weeks back that maybe I should just take my head out of the material that I read and immerse myself in the mind-numbing and hypnotic-induced indifference that many seem to use as a coping mechanism. You know, the cognitive dissonance I've talked about before on previous shows? A lot of people are just shutting down. It's like, oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm just going to watch Netflix and, and just tune out. It's easy. I do that myself sometimes, honestly. I really do. You know, doing this show and doing all the other activism that I do, it's like I'm always constantly immersed in all this negativity that's going on. I have to take, I have to take a break from time to time. And yes, I'm guilty of immersing myself in Netflix from time to time. <laughs> Maybe I should just accept that this house we call America is going to burn because of the apathy and malaise that has created blissful ignorance in a population largely content with making themselves the meat for this barbecue.